lies in the woods. Greetings, lovers of mystery, as we return back to the elusive town of Everhaven. After the end of the first day, a new normal has been set for the magically displaced citizens. But following Richard Brooks and Susan Mallow's encounter with the kitchen cryptid known as Zuba, the unknown will only prove to further reveal itself. As our tale continues, we'll return to the beginning, but this time, alongside a young person known as Cletus Hansen. <sighs> oh man, did I sleep in again? That's fine, it's only... Did I change my covers? Man, these are cozy. Oh, what? What the heck? This isn't my apartment. Did I get... Wait, no, that's not it. I definitely remember getting kidnapped. But not if I was sleeping. Nah, I'd probably be tied up in a musty gross basement. Did I... Hello? Our friend gets out of their new bed, as they begin to push closer to discovering the situation. This is... weird. Hello? This is definitely somebody's house, but why is... Oh, what? Cletus discovers a letter next to a photograph. Employee of the month? Where? That's... Wait, yo, I don't work at a pretzel shop. Oh, sweet letter. Cletus opens the sealed envelope and decides to start reading it. Oh, loud. Cletus Joyce Hansen, 18 years old, non-binary... Who wrote this? Has someone been stalking me? Wait, employee of the month at Pretzel Haven? Address 544 Oregon Lane? Dude, where am I? Cletus drops the items to the floor as they run to their front door, hastily unlocking it and running into the streets where they're met by hundreds of others. Oh, what? Is this a parade or... We're going to town hall, bud. Huh? Listen, excuse me, my name is Cletus and I just woke up in... Woke up in that house, yeah? And it's not yours? Yeah, exactly. How do you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm sorry to break the news to you, but you and I, everyone out here is the exact same. We've all been taken from our homes, so we're going to go and try and figure it out. Sound good? Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll follow you then. As Cletus makes their way towards the hall, they see faces of fear, grief, and confusion. In their own mind, they can't help but wonder... Did I die? Hundreds, if not thousands of people waking up in fancy new homes waiting for them? Nobody knows each other? But last night, I... What was I doing? Hey man, my dog gets lonely when I'm out for too long, so I'm gonna head home early. Word, I'll see you Monday morning then. Crap, I swear I didn't have that much to... No, no way, come on, that can't be what's happening, can it? Hey buddy, Oh yeah, who's a good boy? Sorry I'm late, got dizzy so I had to pull over and call a cab. Mom's gonna be cheese when she finds out. Jeez, thank god that part came back to me. So, almost definitely not dead. Hey kid, you, uh, thinking out loud? Hmm? Oh, sorry. As Cletus enters the outskirts of the square, they attempt to try and compose themselves among the crowd of emotionally distressed people, 
Suddenly, a man climbs on top of the fountain and begins to speak, saying, Everyone, please settle down and listen. My name is Rick, and just like all of you, I woke up in this town in a bed that's not mine next to a woman who I've never met. I have no idea what's going on or... But I gather you've heard all that before. Hey, who asked you? Doesn't matter. The man's trying to help. Remind me when I asked. Somebody woke up on the wrong bed, I guess. The aggravated civilian walks away as another man steps up onto the fountain. I agree with the boy. For the past hour, people have been screaming and crying rather than trying to get things done. Luckily for you all, we don't need to worry. Does he sound familiar? He should. As you know, from here, Frederick and Richard attempt to guide the civilians out of Everhaven, thwarted by unknown means. The townsfolk all return to their newly assigned homes and begin to look into the lives given to them by whatever brought them into this strange town. As the day goes on, Richard and Susan discover the strange cryptid in their kitchen, but, held back by their own extreme emotions, don't seem to consider that they aren't the only ones who will meet a strange new being. Throughout the night, there are only sightings of the creatures, and rumors begin to stir by next morning. <sighs> good morning, scary prison town, and good morning hot cocoa that I didn't have to pay for. Guess this place isn't a weird dream. Oh. Cletus realizes quite quickly that the complimentary hot chocolate machine wasn't quite enough to sustain their body, and thus they decided... I gotta go grocery shopping. I don't have any money, though. How... Is there even an economy here? Perhaps... As Cletus makes their way around town searching for a grocery store, they notice a particularly frightened individual. Hey, morning, town assigned neighbor. You look pretty shaken. You okay? Huh? Oh, uh, morning. I, uh, yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Oh, hey, do y'all know there's like a farmer's market nearby? Oh, um, yeah. Just a block south of Main Street, but the people assigned to run it are still figuring it all out. Cool, thanks. Hey, are you sure you're okay? You seem pretty shaken. I, uh... You don't have to tell me if you don't want to, but... I saw a monster last night. What? A monster? Yes. It was a horrible-looking creature, roaming the streets, rummaging through my dumpster. Are you sure it was a monster? That could have just been an animal, like a raccoon? I'm certain it was a monster. It looked kind of like a deer, but with these awful hollow eyes with glowing blue. I don't want to come across as insensitive, but are you 100% sure that's what you saw? I mean, an actual monster? Two days ago, every single one of us was living a normal life. Now we're trapped in some freaky ghost town. You think monsters is too unbelievable? No, I just... You're okay, right? You did see something supernatural, I doubt it means any harm. We don't know where we are. Maybe it's an animal that lives near here? Maybe. I didn't sleep well last night, and being away from my grandkids is really hard. So maybe my mind just turned a normal deer into something else. I shouldn't be going around saying stuff like this. It'll cause a... Panic! All morning people have been whispering about seeing creatures. I don't like being trapped here, but at least being stuck in a nice home around good people wasn't hurting me. These creatures could be violent. I don't want some scary monsters in my town. Agreed. Thanks to this town's puppet master, I'm now raising a seven-year-old. It's only been a day and damn, it's hard. I don't need to be worrying about what you say you saw, Lawrence. A spider squid. It has eight tentacles. Um, actually, that's normal for a squid. And a spider. 
Oh. Yeah. But it was crawling around on my ceiling. That's disgusting. As the discussion continues, our friend Cletus passes by and overhears the crowd's conversation rapidly escalate. Listen, you heard Louisa. If we're going to be stuck here, us adults have to make sure it's going to be safe. Maybe we should talk to some others, like that Fred guy from yesterday. Set up a neighborhood watch program and scare off whatever horrors come out of the woods. Oh no. At this moment, Cletus spots the civilian they encountered earlier. Hey, we talked earlier. Oh. Hello, Gan. Could you show me where you saw that creature you told me about? I suppose so. I want to stay for the rest of this meeting, but meet me where we spoke earlier in 30 minutes. Sure thing. 30 minutes pass, as time normally does. There you are. Yes, it was just around back here. Okay, and you saw it going through your garbage? With my own two eyes. Okay, thanks. Why did you want to know? I'm gonna go do some searching. Cletus investigates the dumpster, not noticing anything particularly supernatural other than a vague trail of decomposing apple cores and other discarded objects. Cletus decides to follow what seems to be a trail of trash as it leads outwards into the Everhaven woods. This just seems like a normal trail of garbage, but animals don't leave such clear paths made up of different pieces of trash. Oh no, am I falling for the world's stupidest trap right now? Cletus looks up quickly expecting to see some homemade creature trap, but to their surprise, it's a deer, fitting the description the old woman provided. Whoa, the deer. The deer's haunting eyes lock with Cletus's. As it bows its head and begins to walk into the forest, Cletus looks back and then towards their animal guide. They choose to follow. Hey, uh, Mr. Deer? You're not a normal deer, are you? Seemingly being a deer, it does not reply. Cletus continues to follow the deer along a rushing river, down a steep slope, into the deep woods. Large mushrooms were sprouting seemingly as Cletus passes by, and the mystical feeling of the forest became heavily apparent. Okay, this is getting freaky. Hello? Where are you leading me? In a clearing behind the tallest pine tree Cletus has ever seen, the strange deer walks behind an oak tree, in the center of the clearing, seemingly vanishing. What on earth? Where'd you go? As Cletus takes a single step forward, the ground shakes. The tree bends forward as the leaves on the ground begin swirling, and the branches of the tree begin to entangle themselves, seemingly braiding together a familiar shape. What is happening? The branches tie themselves into the antlers of a deer, as the pearlescent skull emerges from within the tree, being crowned by the oak antlers. The eye sockets burst with a cyan glow as they lock with Cletus's. Hello, Cletus. May my true form not disturb you, I... At this moment, Cletus feels a horrid fear and a mortifying warmth. It appears they've soiled their pants. Nope. Our friend flees in a rush of fear and deep embarrassment, witnessing countless more glowing eyes of different shapes and varieties watching them as they escape back into town. Not today, not today. Dang it, I hope there's more pants in my drawers. Several hours later, donning newer and cleaner pants, Cletus stares at the woods from their window. I'm not gonna... Am I? Oh my god, eaten by a tree deer. Oh, 
I know. Cletus finds themselves back at the entrance to the woods, waiting patiently to see if perhaps the creature they encountered will come back out. You've returned. Jesus, how do you do that? I, I mean, yes, I'd like to talk to you, maybe ask a few questions. Why do you believe I would be interested? Uh, well, you did lead me into the forest earlier. I thought maybe there was a reason. I believed I could trust you, but you fled upon seeing my face. Uh, sorry, that was kind of rude in hindsight. I have something that might change your mind, though. Cletus pulls out a box of crackers. What are these? The creature rises and hovers its neck above Cletus's, inspecting the offering. The creature consumes the entire box to Cletus's mild horror. Delectable. I accept. Please, follow me once more. Right. Okay. I hate the box. Our unlikely companions return to the center of the Everhaven woodlands, as the creature once again assumes its purest form standing at ten feet tall, clothed with brushes, vines, and exotic robes. Cletus, I am the Laon, guardian of the woodlands that surround Everhaven, and protector of all my fellow creatures of the unknown. Whoa, I... I'm honored? Protector from what exactly? Anything that would seem to harm them. You see, your reaction to my true form was not the worst my fellow cryptids have received. Humans, such as yourself, have attempted to venture into our territory many times, after spotting some of my own venturing too far out. Wait, you can leave Everhaven through the woods? We can, but not you. No human has ever been able to enter Everhaven. Not through main roads, not through the woods. I would imagine that given your situation, humans would not be able to leave it that way either. Oh man. Hold on. So, Everhaven exists in real, physical space. That rules out a pocket dimension with you? I do not know how much I'm allowed to share with you, but yes. What do you mean, allowed? Who's- I'm afraid I cannot tell you, should I ever be interested in sharing such information. Please, allow me to introduce you to some other creatures of the woods. The Lawam guides Cletus down into the valley, where a plethora of creatures mingle, walking mushrooms, six-legged birds, creatures more complex than one could imagine. Among this crowd of creatures is one that appears familiar to Cletus. Bigfoot! Holy cow. Sorry, uh, Mr. Foot, or, uh, what do I- Contain yourself, Cletus. <laughs> no sweat, Lowie. If the kid's with you, he must be. They? Ah, oh, thanks. Oh, shucks. Oh, my bad, friend. Don't sweat. It happens all the time. I was just gonna say, you must be pretty chill to be getting a guide from the big scary guardian in the woods. You can call me big. That's what most others do. Okay. Nice to meet you, Big. Come, Cletus. You see, the creatures of Everhaven, such as myself, have lived here for thousands of years. 
This region especially is quite the hot spot for the supernatural. I myself have been alive since the first tree began to sprout upon the planet. I breathe life to the forest and my dear friends. I keep everyone safe in our rightful home. That's pretty cool you. I gather you must be pretty on edge about all the humans suddenly popping up in town then, huh? Indeed. I've been assuming my smaller form to perform reconnaissance and learned if these humans can be trusted. I have yet to reach a verdict. Uh, I wouldn't say so. I heard a bunch of them talking yesterday about forming a group to keep monsters away. Typical. They fear what they don't understand and resort to their primal ability of problem-solving. Destruction. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, up close, you aren't even that scary. Oh, please, feel no regret for your initial reaction. I was testing you, and I certainly don't anticipate you returning to find me again. I've noticed you've been very accepting of me and my kind. Most would be horrified consuming all of this at once, especially after being recently taken from your normal life. Well, I guess I can relate to your situation, so that makes it easier not for you. Lots of people see me as a cryptid, too, since it's not a boy or a girl. When I came out, I lost family, so many friends, people who I thought loved me treat me like I was a monster just for wanting to be me. I'm sorry for this pain you've endured. It appears we do have that much in common. Then, Cletus... Palawam extends its large wooden hand towards Cletus. You can be part of my family. They will always show you love for being who you are. Cletus finds themselves shocked. They wipe away a single tear and meet the Lowam's hand with their own. I'd, I'd like that. Thank you. The Lowam resumes its deer-like form and allows Cletus to ride upon it as it brings Cletus back to their home. Thanks for the ride and for talking with me, but before I head inside, there was one more thing. What is it? I'd like to see if I can maybe open some of my people's eyes and have an idea. Could you do me a favor? The following morning, Cletus awakes. They check out back and discover that the Lowen delivered on the favor. In Town Square, several of the adults have gathered a small crowd to explain their idea of an anti-creature neighborhood watch. Hey, stop for a second. Excuse you, we're having a meeting. Yeah, I know, this is important. There should not be any sort of anti-creature program. We do not need one. Yes, we do. We know nothing about these creatures. They could be dangerous. They could kill us. You know nothing. They aren't dangerous. This is their home. They were here before any of us got here. If they were here first, that means they probably took us here. That doesn't even make sense. How and why? How vile, stealing us from our lives and giving us nice homes, perfect jobs, and literally not harming us. We were taken from our families. Yes, I... Yeah, but that's nothing to do with this. These creatures don't mean us any harm, and I think putting together a creature watch is only going to make things worse. This is their town, we need to learn to share. But they're terrifying. No, they aren't. The issue you all have is ignorance. You took one look at something weird, panicked, and decided we should kick them to the curbs to keep ourselves safe. These creatures are peaceful, and I can prove it. Come on up, big. 
Hey, peeps, what's up? Name's Bigfoot, but uh, most of my homies call me Big. What the hell? You brought this thing here? I brought him here, yes. While you all spread conspiracies and rumors, I went and got to know the creatures of Everaven. I'm saying this now. No creatures are to be harmed. They're our friends. We need to learn to live with them. You know what? They're right. Maybe these creatures really don't mean any harm. Sure, it's jarring, but we have to learn to adapt if we're going to live in this town. Yeah, if any of us can somehow cope with being stuck in this town, I know we can all learn to live among cryptids and learn from them. Fine, I guess we'll forget the program for now. But you can't expect us to instantly warm up to any of these- Bigfoot lips up the civilian in a large embrace. I'm covered in furs, so I'm great at warming people up. You'll never be cold again with me, your new best friend. No, I- oh lord. Hey though, look, the kid's right. But there's barely 20 of us gathered here. If we're all going to live in harmony, we need to find out if this town has a mayor so that big decisions aren't just being decided by whoever stands on the fountain and shouts the loudest. Huh. Yeah, I agree. The cryptids always have a representative. It's not a bad idea to get one of our own. Agreed. 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 Yeah, okay. Some of the civilians begin to spread the word about a potential election. Meanwhile, Cletus goes home to relax. As happy as they are with how the day's events went, their mind lingers on the knowledge that they don't know what's happening in the outside world, or how their dog is doing. They spend the rest of the day within their home, until later in the evening, they hear banging on their bedroom window. Wow. Hi, Bigfoot tell you? Of course he did. He's very excited, as are the others. Many of my people refuse to enter the town, and don't wish to change that for you humans. But I can guarantee you that many more of us are pleased that we'll be able to form bonds with you for the duration of your stay. Wait, duration? Do you think there's a chance we'll be able to leave? There's only so much I am allowed to tell you, Cletus. And even then, only so much that I truly know. But I believe if you were brought here, it must have been for a purpose. So once that purpose is fulfilled, might get to leave. Thank you. That kind of makes me feel better. Thank you, Cletus. For your companionship and for what you've done to unite humans and cryptids, I am intrigued to see how this new bond will grow over time. Good night. Good night. Cletus decides it's time to sleep at last, until they hear strange noises. They look outside, but see nothing. Before, this might have kept them up, but with all they've learned, they remain unbothered and return to sleep.